Before we dive in, I wanna let you know about this amazing guide I've put together for you called Be Your Own Boss, the step-by-step guide to nailing down your niche, creating your first offer, and launching your dream business. If you're a new entrepreneur or you've been thinking about starting your business but you're not quite sure where to start or maybe you're not getting the clients you want, this guide is for you. Head to bit.ly slash startmybiz2020 or you can just look below this episode and click the link in there. All right, on to the show. Welcome back to another episode of the story behind the journey. I'm Angela Master Giacomo. And today we're talking to Katie Helgerson for another episode in our How I Pivoted My Business series, which is a series where we talk to business owners all about how they have pivoted their business, particularly during COVID-19. And as we've been doing, we're highlighting entrepreneurs who have really made the best of this situation, who have been able to grow their businesses, make more money, and have more of an impact just because they took the initiative to pivot and to try something different. And this was a really good one. Talking to Katie was a lot of fun and you're gonna see why. So to give you a little bit of insight into who she is, because I realize that I am now rambling and you're like, okay, okay, Katie sounds great, but who is she? You're gonna love her even more when I tell you what she does. So Katie actually went from doing in-person charcuterie and cake workshops to bringing that audience online. And here's the kicker. Katie doesn't just teach you how to put together a great charcuterie board or how to put together a cake. She infuses so much community into everything she does. And as somebody who is so inspired and driven by creating community myself, I love this about Katie and her journey. I mean, I can just feel the warmth and generosity when I'm on her website or her Instagram. And this was just an incredible interview where we really got to dive into how she was able to pivot her business and how she was really able to replicate that in-person feel of community because that's not something we've really talked about a lot, right? Like we've talked a lot about bringing your business online, but what about replicating that in-person experience? So this is gonna be a great episode, whether you're looking to bring your business online or maybe you're just looking on how to connect with your community a little bit better, this one is gonna be great for you. So I hope you enjoy it and let's just dive in. First of all, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? This is exciting. It is. It is exciting. I am very hot because I'm in the closet like right now and it you have to turn off the air conditioner right when you record so you're just sort of <laughs> sweating to death and like <laughs> I know. But it's all worth it cuz it's so fun. Like it is it is really bizarre if you ever told me that I would be enjoying this particular circumstance I'd be like you're crazy, but I, it, this is like the most fun that I have or days when I get to do these. So yeah, yeah. so all of that to say pretty good. Um, so would you mind first just introducing yourself and how you first got started in your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, of course. And I know we don't have a ton of time today. I'm going to keep it short. And if anyone's interested, our story is kind of crazy. You could head on over to our website to read the full story. Um, so um, my name is Katie Helgerson. My husband and I are the co-owners of Gather Intentional Living and Everyday Hospitality. And um, we've been married four and a half years. Three and a half of those years were spent in Chiang Mai, Thailand, which is a city in Northern Thailand in Southeast Asia. And while we were there, my background is actually in social work and Colby, my husband's, is in criminal justice. We were working with anti-trafficking, child exploitation, all of that to say nothing to do with cheese boards or culinary arts (laughs) at all. Um, But while we were there, we were kind of like the new kids in town amongst hundreds of international workers. And we realized that everyone being away from family and friends um, 
was really lonely and just craving community, but no one really knew how to do it. And so, uh, this really started organically. It wasn't like we were set out to do this, but we just started to invite people over. We were invited into other people's house and we came to learn that everyone's waiting for an invitation. It didn't take much for me to feel comfortable as a host and for people to feel comfortable in our house. Very long story short, we ended up back in America, um, after again, about four years. And, um, when we came back, we realized that in America too, everyone's longing for community as adults. It's so hard to make friends. And so with the end goal of fostering and creating community, we um, left our careers behind and started this business to teach skills to empower the everyday host to feel comfortable with hospitality. That's so beautiful. And I, I love so much that your brand and your business is so centered around community because that's something that I've always felt really really connected to as well. And it's so funny because sometimes whenever I would have this moment in life, when I would be thinking, I'd I'd feel kind of down. I wouldn't feel quite myself. I'd be thinking like, what is missing? And when I would go back and think about all the times in my life, when I felt either the happiest or the most fulfilled, they were always very clearly tied to some sort of community, whether it was like sports or college or like whatever it was. And so that was really fascinating to me when I found that. And that's, like I said, something I really appreciate about everything you do and that you found Mm -hmm. a way to make it this underlying um, theme and connection. And and we'll talk more about that, but tell me a little bit about what your business looked like pre-COVID-19. Okay. So I how I feel too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh goodness. Yeah. So um, I had always suffered a little bit with imposter syndrome. Again, I didn't study hospitality, culinary arts, and especially in this field, it's one of the few in our culture where degrees are highly valued. Like what culinary school do you go to or all those things? And I'm completely self-taught. So I always went into this a little bit shy. So I kind of, um, started a little bit small, um, a little bit scared of failure if I'm honest, but we had just hit this good stride. We're from Connecticut. I was centralized to Connecticut teaching in-person workshops, um, not doing anything online, (laughs) And we had a fully booked spring. So this was March, right? Like March is kind of when everything really hit. And my husband had just left his job to start working with Gather. We had a fully booked spring ahead of us. And we were like, okay, this is great. Let's do this thing. Um, but again, not thinking national at all. So that's that's the short story. <laughs> I, just, I, I wish we had more time. Maybe I'll have to have you back if because I would love to dive so much more into that. But you, of course, everything shuts down, right? You're not able to do in person and you end up switching to online to doing it through Zoom. And you've said it just pretty much completely blew the lid off your business. And now you have more clients nationwide than even in your own state, which first of all, congratulations. That's incredible. It's mm-hmm. It's been so interesting and beautiful to see how, just like how so many people's businesses have really flourished when they've sort of dared to take that chance or, or just make that pivot and be like, well, what would happen if, you know? So that's, that's brilliant. I'm curious, can you just sort of walk me through what that pivot looked like? Like, I'm assuming that you decided, okay, we don't really have a choice. We have to go online, but then having never really had that experience, how did you even know what first steps to take? Yeah. And I'll be honest, you know, like Instagram and Facebook, our websites kind of show all the bests of our businesses and selves. Right. And vulnerability is something that I really value, but you know, my followers haven't seen the whole journey. Like, so at the beginning of this, people said, okay, the only way to survive is to go virtual. 
And I was suffering with like a lot of insecurity, having never been behind camera. I was like, this is not going to work, <laughs> but we really just had to try it. And my husband is kind of a master at everything he does. So he was like, okay, I'm going to take the tech piece, figure out how to do that. Well, you just, you teach very well, just do your thing, stay in your lane. And, um, yeah, I mean, our first class probably had like 15 people. Then we paired with an influencer and got 500 followers. And, um, then I was getting tickets from California and New Mexico and <laughs> all over the place. And with that influx of, um, national attention, I feel like the confidence kind of came with more time in the territory. Yeah, absolutely. That's okay. That's amazing. So I, I want to back up and sort of dissect that a little bit. So you said that one of the first things you did was you partnered with an influencer. Is that right? Yeah. So, um, we are currently trying to work on our marketing strategy, but as of right now, we don't have one. And so I was just sitting up late at night, messaging like hundreds of influencers and kind of like, we need help, you know, <laughs> and, um, eventually a local influencer that I've been in uh, contact with decided to share it with our audience and host an event with us virtually, which I think I would attribute that to a lot of our growth. So I'm, I'm very thankful. That's so smart. I would have never thought of that. So you were just like, I need an influencer to come on. And in your case, you want them to come on and teach with you. And and that that was the marketing plan, right? It's just get somebody to come on and teach with you that can bring their audience into you. And, and then you kind of took it from there. Yeah. So actually when people come on and do like workshops with us, I didn't need her to like teach or do anything. Essentially, I gave her a free ticket uh, to the workshop and then she shared it with her people. She capped it to keep it intimate and it sold out so fast. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. And then she would share about her experience and it just a huge ripple effect from there. That's such a creative spin on what I think a lot of people think of when they think of like traditionally affiliate marketing or something, right? Because it's totally different. And yeah, that's your, that's such a good idea. I feel like I'm going to have to incorporate that because I would not have thought about that. Um, do you remember yeah, those, yeah. those first few messages where you just like, did you get better as you go? You know what I mean? Where you first like, oh, hi, please help. And then like slowly you worked out what you were saying. Well, here's the thing. Like I'll tell someone that I'll, you know, land an opportunity with an influencer or a website post or whatever. And they're like, oh man, I wish I could. I was like, you don't realize, like I experienced about 199 no's before that first, you know, before that one came. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's a constant process where I'm still getting no's, but yes, I remember them well. <laughs> no, but that's, I mean, that's how it goes. Like you have to get I mean, I don't know anybody that's just like, yes, 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 yes. It's always a bunch of no's to get to that yes. And it's just sort of that persistence that pays off, really. I remember one influencer, I won't name names, but she wrote back. She goes, oh, that's cute. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. But good for you for not being like not taking it personally or anything and just sort of forging ahead. Of you know, course. you don't let it stop you. Yeah, of course. And you have to. That's the name of the game. Mm hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. What else have you done to start to market to that wider audience? So I feel like who we are as a brand has stayed the same um, with our like end goal in mind kind of thing. We've been working with a branding strategist, which is, has been our biggest purchase as a business. And she has kind of helped us really hone in on very clear design, very clear photography and wording. Um, and I think that as people from across the country are starting to look at our website and Instagram, that has been critical. That makes a lot of sense. And 
it sounds like your first really big purchase, right? And like, what made you decide to go with that specifically versus say, I, I don't know, like a business coach or um, ads or something else? Like what made you decide to focus in on that specifically? So I was on Canva. Are you familiar with Canva? Yeah. Yeah. I love Canva. Um, and so someone recommended it to me as a business owner that was doing everything in the beginning. And there was a quote that popped up on there that said, um, good marketing is good business. And I remember looking at my Instagram, I was like, okay, I could take a picture. But as I looked at it, it was super jumbled. And so, oh yeah, it seems like ages ago. <laughs> my accountant is phenomenal. She's uh, an accountant for small businesses. And she, I remember getting her emails one week. It was just very general. The next week it like took your breath away. It was so beautiful. And so I said, who did that for you? Like, who is the genius behind that? She gave me her name. And, um, I guess one thing led to another with hearing that quote, seeing her marketing that I was like, this is what my business needs. I love that. And I love that you just went for it too. You know, you didn't talk yourself out of it. You're just like, my business needs this. I'm going to invest in it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's scary. I mean, I know small business owners listen to this, like, you know, sometimes you have to ask for money like we did or whatever. It's, um, it's a lot to consider. Mm -hmm. It is, but it's, it's part of that growth. Um, and I think most importantly, your, your confidence in it, you know, that that is the right decision for right now. I think that really speaks volumes. Your business combines pretty much all of my favorite things. <laughs> you know, like when I go on your website, I just feel like I'm at home um, and I love it. But another thing that I really love about it, like I talked about, is that it's so based around community. And I imagine that is very helpful in your in-person workshops. And so how did you replicate that feeling, that community, that warmth when you did take it online? Because I think that's something a lot of people, even with solely online businesses, really struggle with. Yeah. So that was one of the reasons in the beginning that I didn't want to go online. Again, one of the many reasons. Um, I said, people want in-person connection. They don't want online. But here we are in this culture where who knows how long this is going to last. Um, where, yeah, people do want connection, but this is their only option. Um, I think something about our our time in Thailand, it broke the mold of like perfectionism in me and needing to have, you know, everything together. And as business owners, I think we want, we hold that tightly. Sometimes we want to look like we are capable and competent, but I think that what really ultimately sparks connection is vulnerability. <laughs> and so I just decided that if I was going to do these online workshops, I was going to bring vulnerability and authenticity to the table and so when people come to our workshops, they have the option to have their um, camera on or off, audio on or off. Um, but ultimately, those that stay on, I'm asking questions. You know, we're talking about how everyone's doing. And I think that in general, whether it's a virtual table or an in-person table, um, hearts naturally open around that space. <laughs> and so I try to really foster um, meaningful dialogue. I love that. So it's very intentional. Everything you're doing is very intentional, it sounds like. Yeah. And yeah, I, I try to bring that to the table no matter where I go, just because I've seen the value of it in my own life, you know? Yeah. I try to live very intentionally, but I guess that's also in the name of our business. So <laughs> it's fitting. <laughs> How, if at all, do you plan to incorporate all these new changes, these new pivots into the bigger picture of your business moving forward? Let's see. Um, so actually, I don't even know if I'm going to go back to in-person workshops in Connecticut. Um, Interesting. I have found that it is a lot less 
work, but I want to be careful when I say that I'm not looking for it to be easier. Um, the in-person workshops, I was so stressed out. I wasn't able to be as present as I am now. Yeah. I mean, our goal was to be a national hospitality brand anyway. So I think our focus will be to stay on the online platform, serving our online community and maybe going national with like specialized events to kind of meet all the people we've been meeting online. That would be amazing. Please come to Boston. <laughs> that, that sounds incredible. That's such a good idea. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Still very much in the works, but that's our hope. But that's what makes it exciting is you're, yeah. you're, you know, like there's something to, to possibly look forward to and, and plan towards. And I like that you're thinking about the next steps, you know, that you're, you're not just like so eager to go back to how it was. You're, you can see that there were holes in that and that at least aspects of this are working better and have the potential to bring you where you wanted to go in the first place. And it sounds like you're just embracing that. Yeah. Trying to, yes, definitely. <laughs> What do you think that this whole pivot and everything that's happened has taught you? One thing, I would imagine a lot of us business owners are this way, but I could be a little bit of a control freak (laughs) and feel like I have everything figured out and it all rests in my hands. And I think that this has ultimately showed me that there is a much bigger picture happening, you know, and we have less control than we think. And that's actually a beautiful thing. Um, And to be flexible. I think a lot of us have a hard time being flexible, especially when we have such detailed visions in mind. Um, But sometimes pivoting and flexibility is necessary. Yeah. I can certainly relate to all of that. (laughs) And I, I also just like the way you say it because I've not heard it said quite that way before where you're saying, you know, I thought that I had this all in my hands. It's almost like I thought, because I feel like almost another way to take it is not just, I feel like I can control everything, but I feel like it all rests in my hands. Like everything I do, you know, comes down to this one decision I make or whatever. And that is kind of freeing, at least to me, because it's like, oh, you can make mistakes. You can, like you said, be flexible and it's not all going to fall apart. Right. Absolutely. What's one resource that you would recommend to listeners? So my branding strategist has become one of my best friends and uh, we didn't start with a lot of money for our launch. We had to end up asking um, family friends to help us with it. Um, I would say if you don't have a brand strategist or someone helping you communicate clear design and messaging, it is essential. And especially if you're in a season of switching and pivoting now, now is a great time to make sure your marketing is clear. And she did not ask me to do this, but... (laughs) um, her handle is Legacy Branding Co. on Instagram or the Legacy Branding Company. Um, yeah, that's a paid resource. Um, a free one. I don't know. We're in a season of a lot of expenses, so I might. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. No, I love that. And you know what? That counts as a free one as well because got her Instagram. Like I'm sure she has plenty of resources as well. I know I'm absolutely checking it out. I mean, you have been raving about her and like, I don't know anybody that can't use help on their branding and messaging, especially a lot of us entrepreneurs that are in this season of like pivoting and figuring things out. So that's brilliant. I can't wait to dive into it. Good. Yeah. So I think, I think that's it. (laughs) Where, where can we find you? Yeah. Great question. So, um, we are one company, three brands. So you might see some of our different brands, the table by gather home by gather, gather intentional, um, living. I think I might've missed one, but that's okay. We can all be found under one website though, gatherintentionalliving.com and all tickets for workshops can be found there as well. And on Instagram at gather intentional. 
I have to say, just as a, as a quick aside, I love that you use the word tickets for your workshops because it makes it feel, I, I don't know how, I don't know why, but it does make it feel even more like a community and something I'm like getting dressed to and going versus just going to be at my computer. It's awesome. such a, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really smart. I like it. Um, well, thank you so much for, for chatting. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? That's all for today. And I guess, um, just the social worker in me, the community guru, the friend in me (laughs) wants to just let everyone know that you are not alone. Like, I know it's scary. It's okay that it's scary. Um, but I promise, promise, promise that beauty comes through ashes. I love it. Thank you so much, Katie. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks guys. What did you think of my interview with Katie? I mean, besides the fact that you are probably dying for a great charcuterie board and a piece of cake right now, or at least I know I am, I hope that you found a lot of inspiration in her whole story and her journey. And I hope you're walking away with really tangible tips on how you can start to build your own community and how you can really connect with them online. I know I definitely did, and I know I'm really looking forward to putting these tips to use. Now, if you loved this episode, I'd be so grateful if you took a second just to rate and review. It really means the world to me. I read every single one and it really helps us grow and get the word out there and hopefully help more people. So thank you again and thank you for tuning in for another episode and I will see you next week. Bye for now.